This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You are listening to Metal Shop's Backstage Pass. Oh, a little late on the uptake there. Deb life, bro. It's Metal Shop's Backstage Pass, episode number 54. Hello. It's, uh, it's just you and me this week, man. Well, Ryan the Beard is out. Uh, he's in some legal troubles. He got arrested. No, I'm just no, playing. No. There's some stuff going on. He's on the good end. He's on like... He's suing a bitch. Yeah, he's on... I guess it's not really the good end of it, but he's not on the bad end of it. He didn't do anything wrong. <laughs> yeah. The other motherfuckers did. What's so, up? I'm Kevin. This is Ian. What up, motherfuckers? Hey, so Ryan the Beard's not here. Max Long probably stumbling. He'll probably... So get What's this. What's up, guys? Last, <laughs> last night I was... Uh, Hanging out and uh, Max. Here? No. Okay. Just somewhere else. Uh, and Max was like, and I ran into Max, <laughs> and uh, and he was like, man, I came up with this new theory. Before I leave the house, I have to take at least six dabs. <laughs> six, six dabs. I can't even take one in like Before function. Before he leaves the house to function in. That's cool. I mean, Society. like, it kind of operates around the same principle that Steve Rock had, where he had a bong load or re- loaded like by the door at all times, so that he would like pack up all of his stuff and like be ready to go. And the first thing he would do, last thing I guess he would do before walking out the house, would be take that bong rip, not six dabs. So he doesn't. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that takes a while to load up yeah. and like with the torch. That takes time. That takes a good twenty minutes, yeah. man. Damn. Max, you're Always up. be ahead of time, 20, to- 20 minutes. Anyways, uh, rest in peace this week to the almighty B.B. King, <sighs> who passed away. At, yeah, uh, blues legend. A very old age, but yeah, quite a legend. An awesome guy, too. Like <clears throat> From the stories that I was reading this week, uh, what, what his stage people would do is after every B.B. King show, they would like uh, cart out, wheel out this big like uh, lazy boy. Oh, okay. And so after the show, he would like wheel out on this lazy boy and just hang out in the front row and just sign autographs. And That's hang awesome. Out, take, take pictures and like. That's super cool. And just be cool with like hang out with the fans and stuff. So uh, uh, he had been playing music for 65 plus years. Yeah. And he was pretty much playing up until like uh, a few months before he died. Yep. So, so BB King, rest in rest in power, man. Also, this week marks the uh, actually as of right now today the fifth anniversary uh, since we lost Dio to stomach cancer. Rest in peace, RJD. So both those guys, man, those some heavy hitters. Absolutely, they're in heaven or hell or whatever, wherever they may be, man. I see what you did there <laughs> with the heaven or hell. There's gonna be some good music floating around, but. Uh, I don't know. I guess I'll pop that bubble. I just got a Snapchat from Max Long. Let's see where, he, where he is. What is it? I don't believe in heaven or hell. I think that when you die, you're just gone. And I think that fucking sucks because they're just gone. Except for the memories and the music we have. And uh, we'll be able to live on with that. All right, let's see what Max is doing here. What's the Snapchat? God, Max's Snapchats are the most ignorant shit ever. Right next to Tim's Snapchats that I get, which are equally as fucking ignorant. Or that is like him just <laughs> Sitting on the bus. This is why I can't go to the club no more. That's Kendrick Lamar. God, f- you, Max. 
right? When I'm talking about Dio and uh, BB King, he Snapchat and, and Max you. Long. Yep, those three dudes do not belong in the same f-ing category. So tell us about your your day that you missed this week. Oh yeah, I got real drunk one day because I woke up at like six a.m., uh-huh. which is weird. Uh, I've been trying. I've been intentionally trying to get up earlier, right? Because in the old house that I lived in, I lived on the western side of the house. Okay. So when the sun rose, I didn't even know. So I would sleep until like two or three in the afternoon in my fucking cave. Mm-hmm. But now I live on the eastern side of the house. So when the sun rises at you know seven, eight in the morning, it comes in my window and like naturally kind of wakes me up. So I've been trying not to fight it. You know what I mean? If I get up early, I try and just do it. But I got up at like six in the morning on Wednesday and like got all my chores done, did all my work in like three hours. And by noon, 11 o'clock, I was just sitting around like, well, f-. <laughs> so I just started drinking. I started drinking scotch, which is kind of my M.O. And then I woke up this morning and I thought it was Friday. <laughs> so when you I don't know what the f- happened. So when you mean like you're drinking scotch, do you mean you're like taking shots? Are you just drinking it out of a glass? Oh, I just take a pull and I'd go about my business. I was like uh, cleaning my house, which is okay. the other thing. So you're kind of just mindlessly like picking shit up yeah. and going about your business and not really realizing that, oh, shit, just drank a bunch of scotch, like goddamn near smoked a, fifth a bunch of, of weed, yeah. and now I'm hanging out. And then I passed out and woke up at noon today. It was great. Dude. I got problems, man. <laughs> I'm, I'm moving into a new place on like June 2nd or something over in Inner Bay. And we have an awesome balcony. So it's an apartment, but it's got a pretty sweet view. And the balcony is going to be awesome. So anyone who's listening to this podcast, I'm going to throw a party. Oh, shit. You're invited. Oh, really? You're going to throw a podcast party? Why not? You're going to get some random dude that's like, hey, man, heard about the party. As long as you don't break the bong. You got to bring over some beer at least. I'm excited to make a Chris in like a house bong, even though it will probably only last two months. That's the thing about bongs and glass. My cat just let, okay. Not this last week, but the week before that, I came home from Metal Shop, and my cat had smashed my oldest, most favorite bong. It was one of those, like, you know those fucking ass cat moves where the cat just, like, reaches his hand up and just, boom, tips the shit. Like a little fucking straight edge cat. Dick. But I got that bong from my first, like, drug dealer. Oh, really? And by drug dealer, I mean weed dealer, because weed's not actually a fucking drug. We got bigger problems than weed. But uh, I got bigger problems with my cat breaking my fucking glass. So good luck uh, getting a new bong and getting it to live more than six months. Well, I don't have a cat. Especially with your luck. Fuck you. Hey, fuck you, man. Remember that time I bought you that nice-ass bong for Christmas? It was like three <sighs> feet tall. How long did that last? A couple months. <laughs> exactly. That shit cost me like 200 bucks. It's a bong graveyard. So you got to get a nice... Get a thick one, man. I saw the $20 price tag. Fuck that. If I could have gotten that for 20 bucks, I'd be buying them all over the fucking place. You go to the uh, the warehouse. Yeah, I need to get back in there. I heard about the that. The girl that I was dating, though, at that point, and is not friends with me anymore. I see. Yeah. That was awkward. You don't but, love them uh, hoes? Uh, we don't love them hoes. All right. It's time for some metal news. It's been some uh, interesting developments over the week. Yeah, dude. One of my, uh, I, I don't really necessarily feel the need to, like, go into detail about this, but watching some of those Nick Menza, Dave Ellison, Megadeth, like, Rust in Peace reunion, what they were calling failed reunion attempt. <laughs> so watching some of those rehearsal videos is actually pretty cool. 
if they would have been able to pull that off, I think that would have been really interesting. That was one of my favorite things that popped up this week. Yeah, man. But that's just me. Uh, Six Feet Under's new record, Crypto the Devil, came out, and this is something I didn't even know. I didn't know that uh, Landfill wrote this record with Chris Barnes. Yeah. That's crazy. So, yeah, Landfill from Municipal Waste as well as uh, Cannabis Corpse uh, helped write this record with Chris Barnes, and it was uh, reached number 13 on the Hard Music chart, 13 on the Heat Seeker chart, uh, and number 120 on the Physical Albums chart, That's 161 on the Top 200 Current Albums chart. Um, what does the physical albums chart even represent anymore? I don't know. Like 10 people bought CDs this week, and two of them bought Six Feet Under records. Yeah, people just buy singles on iTunes. Internet man, but you can still go get it through Metal Blade Records. Uh, I remember when Ryan the Beard was like, dude, this record sounds like way more technical. And now that you mentioned that, yeah. Landfill. Landfill. That, that fucking, that's a great combo. Yeah. Landfill and Chris Barnes. Cannabis Corpse. Hell yeah. And Cannibal Corpse. I like it. I'm into it. I like it. Uh, we've been playing a couple of the new uh, George Colias songs from Nile that sound a lot like Nile, mm-hmm. but except a little more blackened. And uh, he just debuted his entire record. So if you want to get it, it's coming out this week on Tuesday on Season of Mist. But it's got members of uh, Rotting Christ, Firewind, of course, and Nile. And it's fucking awesome. So it's streaming now for free if you want to listen to it for free. Free! Because you're a broke ass. Like me. So All Out War is going to be playing Rainfest next weekend uh, at Numo's. It's like a three-day hardcore punk and metal festival. Oh. And All Out War is uh, releasing a new record called Dying Gods. Uh, these guys are from New York. Uh, they they started in the 90s, really kind of pushed uh, that metal core, but not like crappy metal core. Like Good sludgy, stuff. chunky. Yeah. Let's, go, let's uh, play out. Nothing play Left bit. to Bleed is the su- name of the song. I'm going to skip like halfway in there. No! I feel like someone is going to spin kick really hard to that. Probably. I gotta say, I was worried that I might not ever actually see All Out War. But I think this is going to be cool, man. Rainfest yeah. at Numo's Memorial Day weekend. They're playing Saturday night. Probably right at the same time as Metal Shop. Make your choice, bitch, and choose wisely. All out Wizor. Uh, High on Fire's got a new song called The Black Pot. The Black <laughs> the black Plot, rather. The Black uh, Pot. The Black Pot. Uh, I wouldn't want to smoke any. Uh, it, it would just be it's like. rotten. It'd be rotted. <laughs> yeah. Rotten weed. No thanks. Uh, but High on Fire's got a new song. Uh, let's play a little bit of that right now. They got a new record called Luminiferous, called uh, or coming out June 16th on E1. Of course, Matt Pike from Sleep and so many other bands. They're playing August 5th in Seattle at Numos. Nice. I should probably mention that. I didn't even see that. Sounds like High on Fire. Yeah. 
Definitely some high on fire going on there. I like it. It's driving. It's driving. New high on fire. Good stuff. Uh, Randy Bly from Lamb of God. His new uh, memoir, Dark Days, is up for pre-order. Obviously, it's going to be dealing a lot with his manslaughter charges over in Prague. And, uh, yeah, it's uh, he tells all about his incarceration, crazy life uh, of, of alcoholism and drug use before his uh, sobriety, all that stuff. So you can uh, check it out. Obviously, Lamb of God is going to be playing Pain in the Grass, which is going to be August 23rd at White River Amphitheater with nice. Slipknot. So it's going to be sweet. Uh, Death Angel was just here with Cavalera Conspiracy at Studio 7, uh, and they what they did is they in 2010 they started recording a video, a live music video for a okay. song called River of Rapture but instead of just doing the song it kind of turned into a full scale documentary okay. about, about the band and yeah. like, uh, the, the Bay Area thrash scene, which is on like kind of the primordial ooze for what you would call thrash, like Bay Area heavy fucking metal is yeah. where Thrash came from. So there you go. And they're going to be doing, they're going to sit down and do, uh, it's going to be Mark, Rob, Ted, Will, and Damien, all of the dudes from uh, from Death Angel. Uh, live footage from Philippines, Asia, Germany, Europe, North America, and of course the Bay Area. They're good. They're calling it a Thrashumentary. Nice. So it's not just Death Angel, it's about the Bay Area Thrash scene also. So that should be, uh, should be fucking sweet. And that'd be the kind of thing like you want to, you got a kid that's into heavy metal or something, buy that for him. And check this out, Junior. Thrashumentary. Thrashumentary. Get into it. All right, so uh, Devil You Know is now working on a sophomore album. Obviously, this is uh, the band that features Howard Jones. Howard. And, uh, he, you know, from Killswitch Engage. So uh, he's going to be coming out in 2015 for the uh, Devil You Know camp. And uh, it's going to be a little bit later tonight. A little bit later this year. I was going to say. The f***. A little bit later tonight, they're going to be releasing it. We'll be the first to play it. Bro. Bro. Uh, crusty kids everywhere can rejoice because they, they just put out an Amoebics cover record. Wow. So Amoebics' uh, record arrives as being covered by a bunch of bands being put out by Cult Nation. Uh, Plagues, Abstractor, Drug Lust, Cult's Blood, American, Agrimonia, Ocus, 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 and Larvae. So all if, bands on there. If you like Amoebics, go take a shower. I like Arise. It's a fucking sweet record. You know, like... Uh, I like a lot of weird crust, shit, but obviously I don't want to dress like that and like wear uh bum flaps and like not clean myself because I believe in um taking showers, taking showers and stuff. But some of that music's really cool because it's like post-apocalyptic, really dark and and sad and angry and pissed off and really cool. Like it's dystopia though, it's angry. If you're like ha- if you if you seriously are going through any kind of bullshit or, like, have any kind of stress or anxiety or sadness in your life, you should certainly not listen to Dystopia, because you'll nope. probably f***ing kill yourself. Well, they'll probably make you do that anyway, but definitely not in that situation. Yeah. Or Amoebix, so. Um, um, it's weird when uh, metal dudes die young. Yeah. It's really sad, man. Uh, we're talking about this week, the former lead, play, uh, lead guitar player for the band Havoc from Denver... Uh, his name was Sean Chavez. He died at the age of 30 years old. That is crazy. How, do you? Does it say how he died? Um, it doesn't say how he died. So, which means it's probably uh, something they don't necessarily feel the need to get into. Yeah. Uh, if it's the, I mean, like, if you want to put one and two together, there, he, he's the former lead guitar player of Havoc. Yeah. For a reason, I'm sure. 
something must have happened. He either quit or something got in the way of him being in the band. So at age 30, man, he uh, he died. But he was a founding member of that band. Uh, they It was the kind of thing where Havoc is a band that was a high school band. They were friends in high school and just played together and then actually got their shit together and went on to do some pretty cool stuff. So rest in peace to uh, Sean Tyler Chavez, who died at the age of 30 uh, this week from Havoc. So this week, a really weird story arose uh, in a recent interview with Artist Direct. Uh, Mastodon's Troy Sanders was asked about, like, meeting Metallica when they toured with Metallica. And what he said was, all I can remember is we were excited. Our guitar player, Bill Kelleher, walked over to Lars Ulrich, whipped his dick out, and put it in (laughs) Lars' pocket. (laughs) I can't believe we've done so many tours with them since. He put his dick in his pocket. He's like, hey, what's up, Lars? I'm going to put my cock in your pock. Cockpock. Damn, dude. What would you do if that you were standing there? That takes some cojones, though. And someone put their dick in your pocket. I would just, like, it'd be like, what? This is the most un... What? Get the f*** out of here! One time I came up to Metal Shop. It was when I was board hopping for KSW, and Steve Rock was, was hosting the show. And uh, Joe Grindo was up here, and he took his <laughs> out, and he hit my leg with it. <laughs> I was like, uh, I didn't even know Joe that well at that time. <laughs> He just, like, sold me weed. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, I mean... And he's like, here, let me smack you with my dick real quick. Are you sure it wasn't one of his dreadlocks? I got blasted. You got blasted by a dude. By Joe Grindo. Awesome. Thanks, uh, Joe. If you're Glenn Tipton or any of member of Judas Priest, you're getting a little older, man, and so you got to have some quiet time shit to be able to do. Apparently, Glenn Tipton loves to fish. Really? He says, quote, I play a bit of golf. Not too much now. I play tennis. My main love is to fish. I like to fly fish. And I go to Scotland and Ireland and places like that. I've got nice. some fantastic friends from all over the world I've been fishing with. It's very difficult to do on any tour to fish. You need a complete day and you've got to get well out of town. But that's what I love. I love the countryside. I love animals. And I love to fish. Nice. Glenn Tipton. Uh, Richie Blackmore's Rainbow is releasing a vintage concert uh, from 1979. Nice. Uh, yeah, so it's from the, <clears throat> the Down to Earth tour. And, uh, you know, it has, like, everything from Man on a Silver Mountain, Long Live Rock and Roll. It's got, uh, you know, some Blackmore solo stuff. And, man uh, on a Silver Mountain. Yeah, so yeah. 1979, man. Some old school stuff from Rainbow. I'm into it. Man, I feel like we're doing all these, like, dedications today. Uh, I don't know what happened this week five years ago, but Paul Gray, same deal. Uh, same deal's deal. Five, five years gone uh, this week. Um, Corey Taylor played, paid a bit of tribute to him in the latest issue of Kerrang. There's several paragraphs. I'm not going to read them all. We might as well read the first one from Corey. There's not a day that goes by that I don't think about him. When I'm on the road, the live shows bring back our times together. When I'm home, this house and the pictures in it remind me of good times and bad. When I'm listening to music, I think about the two of us cranking new and old tunes in his car or mine, rocking out like little kids and giggling because the stuff is so awesome. That's the shitty part, man, about losing uh, bandmates is a lot of the times they're your childhood friends, too. So rest in peace to Paul Gray as well. Bummer week. Absolutely. Um, obviously, we mentioned that B.B. King died this weekend. God damn! There were so many uh, bands and uh, artists that kind of reached out and just uh, dedicated, you know, just had like a moment to tweet out or Facebook or anything about B.B. Uh, King. Obviously, Eric Clapton, Peter Frampton, Slash... Um, seriously, like anyone who really loves music 
knows some B.B. King. Hell yeah, of course, Michael Sweet uh, and Gene Simmons, Joe Perry, Nikki Six, Vince Neil, like pretty much a who's who of like rock and roll music, uh, really sent their condolences, obviously, to the family of B.B. King and uh, the legend of B.B. King, man. He, he was a killer, killer guitarist. Yep. I, I mean, it'd be hard to argue that any real metal band or guitar player, especially southern metal bands, country, country rock or any of that f***ing bluesy stuff, definitely highly influenced by B.B. Speaking of which, uh, Super, Bo- Super Joint Ritual is getting back together. Yeah, I remember when I interviewed Phil and I asked him if that would ever happen, and he said, No more drug anthems for the kids. Yeah, no more drug core. So maybe he's doing drugs yeah, again. Yeah, well, you're f***ing back, dog. Uh, their last record was July 2003 called A Lethal Dose of American Hatred. And so here's the lineup for Superjoint Ritual right now. It's Kevin Kevin Bond on guitar, <clears throat> who was in the band before. Jimmy Bauer from Down and I Hate God, also on guitar. Jose Manuel Gonzalez, who's also in Warbeast, and Phil H. Anselmo on The Illegals on drums. And Steven Taylor, also from uh, The Illegals on bass. Huh. No, uh, no Hank Williams III, huh? Nope. Bummer. It's just them. Just those four dudes, or five dudes. So okay. We'll find out. It said they're going to, that's the big part of uh, the last end of the push of 2015. So nice. Maybe we'll see him in 2016. Here's something you'll be stoked on, Ian. Uh, all that remains, Phil Labonte, your, your uh, f- actually favorite. Oh, the douche lord? Yeah. Uh, this dude, he actually got recently interviewed at a radio station, and he said that they really have no plans to record anything new. They just released a new record, and, uh, you know. Good, go live in your fucking hole. Yeah, he's. I think they're going to take it easy for a while <clears throat> on the auto-tune. Can you guys just break the fuck up? And can everybody stop interviewing this fucking guy, please? Please? Uh, there's a new metal super, super group. group, and they're called Metal Alliance. So, it's members of Megadeth, Testament, and Dream Theater. It's going to be Dave Ellefson. Alex Skolnick from Testament, and Mike Portnoy from Dream Theater. So that's pretty f***ing rad. Uh, Previous participants in Metal Allegiance live events have included Phil Anselmo, Rex Brown, Joey Belladonna, Frank Bello, Charlie Benante, Scott Ian, Gary Holt, Kerry King, Dave Lombardo, Chuck Billy, Troy Sanders, Andreas Kiss. Dude, there's like a ton. Like, Hello! So Metal Allegiance, I feel like, is not just a static thing. There'll be people walking in and out of that project as time goes on and they just got signed a nuclear blast this week hmm so it's like the corniest name ever though it's seriously that's fucking dumb (laughs) metal allegiance it's like we're the league of legends of metal yeah like shut up metal shop you guys have enough experience to know better about metal allegiance uh queen's right has quote recorded well over an hour's worth of music for a new album it's a concept album about a singer who goes crazy and tries to stab his band with plastic forks, then steals their name. How can you can't even fit more than an hour of music on a CD anymore, can you? 70 minutes? 60 minutes? 70 minutes? 80 minutes. I'm f-ing, I don't even know what I'm talking about. 80 minutes is what it's worth for a f***ing Queensryche studio album, brother. Which side do you choose, man? The band or Jeff Tate? I choose the band. Jeff Tate. I always choose the band. Jeff Tate. Fuck you. Jeff Tate. No, not fuck you, Jeff Tate. <laughs> you put that in my mouth. Get that out of my mouth. Joe Grindo. I like Jeff Tate. Uh, You sent me this. There is a uh, rare hardcore record by the band called Judge. Yeah, Chung King can suck it. 
it just became the most expensive vinyl ever sold on Discogs for $6,000 and $6,048. I was kind of expecting it to be more if it's like the highest. I don't know, man. Like that's, that's a lot of money, obviously, for a record, but it seems like there's ones that are probably more than that. I don't so, know. Here's the deal behind this record. Uh, <laughs> Judge is a uh, classic band from New York, and they were at Chung King Studios is where they were when they were recording it, obviously. But they were also in the same building with Run DMC, mm-hmm. the Beastie Boys, and LL Cool J. Wow. So out of the four studios at Chung King, they got the shittiest, oh, least yeah. technologically advanced studio they, of course. they got. Their studio engineer was a cokehead who didn't even show up half the on the third day half the time, so they didn't know what they were doing. Yeah. The band didn't like the result of the record. Uh, vinyl stampers had already they did a limited run of one hundred copies of this record that exist. Yeah, and so they called it Chung King Can Suck It. Yep, and one hundred copies of it exist out there. And someone was willing to spend six thousand dollars on it. Six thousand so. bucks. And uh, I'm friends with Jeff from Modern Life Is War on Facebook, and he goes, "Well." Maybe I should sell my copy now. It's like, yeah, apparently you fucking should. You're one of one of 100 people in this world who own that. Chung King can suck it. Thanks, Judge. If I had that record, I hope I would get laid because I had it. <laughs> I don't think that's how I don't it think works, it is, man. yeah. <laughs> I think you might get not laid because yeah, you you're like, record. what? God. You spent $6,000 on that? You're <laughs> fucking dumb. You're neurotic. Get out of my life. Okay. Good times. Right about now is the time where we get a little bit more emotional, some kind of in touch with our feelings, you know, and embrace the insanity of the metal genre's lyrics. This week on Metal Shop Brutal Poetry, too hot for radio in the Metal Shop Lounge, Ian will be (laughs) taking on Tomb of the Mutilated's own. Yes, that's right. I blood from the album tomb of the mutilated by cannibal corpse in 1992 ian is about to some blood swollen with liquid ready to burst a load of my lymph will quench this dead body's thirst one month in the grave twisted and half decayed she turned a putrid yellow i pissed in her maggot filled ass maggot filled asshole the rotting my semen is bleeding. Semen. The smell of decay seeps from her genital cavity. Genitals. The smell was unbearable as I buried her. I come blood from my erection. I feel it run down her throat. Swallow. Eyes glassy and vacant. Body dug up to play with. Skin greasy and naked. Tonguing her rotted penis. I need a live woman to fill with my fluid. A delicate girl to mutilate. Fucking kill. Mutilate and kill. Her body exceptional. She thought I was normal, but I wanted more. I came blood inside of her, choking on the clot, gagging on the snot. snot. Gushing blood from her mouth, bloody gel leaking out. Body buried in a shallow grave, unmarked for none to find. The sickness I have left behind. Undetected go my crimes, the greatest thrill of all my life. To slit my own cock with a knife. Cut it. Violent climax, surging serum on my skin. Back from the dead, I am resurrected to spew putrefaction. Do it. Cut your I, I need to go take a shower. I blood. My cannibal corpse, thanks. 
Alright, here's a conversation we had with Brian Skiffington, who is doing Rainfest, an awesome music, underground, hardcore, punk, metal, loud music festival. Sorry, Sorry about that. Huh? About what, blood? <laughs> yeah. Memorial Day weekend. <laughs> Don't kick me in the junk. Yeah, they're like, oh my god, that's so f- that. Memorial Day weekend at Numo's. All Out War Judge. Shane Strike. So many ah. sick bands. Go to uh, check out their Facebook page. We're going to talk to Brian Skiffington right now and play some hardcore bands from Rainfest. Check it. in a mosh. Alright, yeah, dude. It is the 15 most gnarly minutes of an already gnarly show. Uh, that was a band called Zabulba. Yeah. Notorious these days for being like a danger zone in the mosh pit. The pit M- is a scary pit. place in the Zabulba show. Yeah, you'll lose a couple teeth. It's good for you. I, I think I broke like two cell phones in Zabulba shows. At Rainfest, <laughs> back to back years. So I got a free upgrade. Brian Skiffington here from Rainfest. He is one of the dudes. <laughs> Courtesy who, of Zabulba. Who has organized this uh, all ages hardcore punk and metal festival for nine mm-hmm. years. This nine is years, man. Year. Congratulations. Congratulations. That, man. Thank you. And uh, you are one of three individuals who helps organize and create this festival, but you're the only one who's here right now. Oh, you know, I'm dedicated. Yeah, you're, you're the die hat. Anyway, Brian, thanks for coming up, man, and thanks for helping uh, keep this underground heavy stuff alive. Oh, you know, I'm just doing it for the scene, doing it for the kids. So tell us, uh, what's Rainfest and when's it going down? I haven't really thought about how to answer that question. <laughs> what uh, it's is coming Rainfest? Up next week, basically a week from now, uh, Memorial Day weekend, Friday, Friday Saturday, Sunday. Sunday. Hey, you're better at this than I am. Uh, it's at Numos. Yes, I am. There you go. You guys, you, everybody knows where Numos is on Capitol Hill. Is uh, What was that? Uh, festival that they do at the at the gorge the same weekend Sasquatch uh, yeah Sasquatch. are they still doing that they are yeah. are the so the, all the hipsters leave Capitol Hill and we can kind of move in and take it's a beautiful over. thing sounds good man sounds good man so uh, wh- tell me what wh- about the first rain fest the first rain fest the very fir- we were all there we know but some pe- some people listening don't know is a little bit different oh uh, well, yeah we've come a long way the first one was split between two VFW halls. Uh, which was kind of an interesting place to see. It was West Seattle, and then what, what was the city? Was it, it in Parkland? It was the Parkland? first and only time I've ever seen a show there. It was in Parkland, Washington. Parkland Putters. Parkland beach. Putters. You, you guys should go there. <laughs> and uh, and so it was three individually booked days. It was Seattle, Tacoma, Seattle? Correct. And now it's all on Capitol Hill. Yes. And nine years, man. Uh, the only reason we, really, we actually moved to Seattle uh, was the cops in Tacoma were so bad to us. Oh, yeah. yeah there was I a remember. year where they were given jaywalking tickets, uh, public urination tickets. You guys sat down with the uh, mayor, I remember. Yeah, we had a, there was a meeting with the mayor trying to see what was going on, but uh, we, just, we could not reconcile our grievances, so we moved mm, to Seattle. Interesting how that works. But well, this year is huge, dude. You have, like, Chain of Strength. You got uh, Turnstile. Judge. Judge. Judge All Out War. It's insane. I don't. I didn't think I'd ever see either Judge or Chain of Strength in the Northwest. That's crazy. Ever. And you guys pulled it off again. So what's it like booking Mike Judge? I haven't had much to do uh, do with that one. I wish Matt was up here for that. But uh, the band was very excited to play. Awesome. And uh, actually, really easy to make happen. Uh, real easy to work with, and we're pretty psyched on them. So uh, Judge Chung King can suck at LP, the number one uh, <laughs> top. For- Sold album. $6,048. On Discogs.com. 
That got reported this week. Ew. High, highest selling EP or vinyl ever. It's not worth buying. Why would anybody buy that? Because <laughs> Chung King can suck it. All right. All we right. got some judge here bringing it down. Hugely influential hardcore band, metal, get into it. Rainfest. More from Brian Skippington as we go on. It's Metal Shop on the Rock.
Give me a hell yeah. <gasps> hell yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, right we, were, we were just talking about how crushing that set is going to be. All Out War. Saturday. Next Saturday at Numos at Rainfest. We've been looking forward to that band coming back. Or being here. Have, they, have you seen All Out War play in the Northwest, Brian? I've never seen them. It's got to be here, around. Get, get up in there. Got to be around like 2000 or something the last time they came through. I could be wrong, but it's been a long time. It's going to be gnarly. It's going to be a war zone. So we were uh, talking about how Rainfest spawned out of an old venue in the, in the south end in Tacoma called the Viaduct. Rest in peace, the Viaduct. R.I.P. South Tacoma Way. Uh, Airport Tavern, what up? What up? <laughs> Some and good times over there. And so what, okay, so what What makes you want to keep on setting up a huge festival like this? Obviously, it's You're part assuming of your, I want to keep setting up the, a huge festival like this. I'm assuming that now, because you've been doing it for so long, it's kind of just ingrained into, what it's are we going to do next year? What are we going to do next year? Sure. Uh, it's, it's pretty dialed at this point. I mean, we kind of have a rhythm to it, and we stick with it, and it just gets better and better every year. But That's true. Uh, it's kind of fun. You know, bands don't always say yes. But we just keep hammering away, and sometimes they eventually say yes. So You got Andrew W.K. to play last we year. We did get Andrew W.K. <laughs> to play. That was one of the most bizarre experiences of my life. They look like they were having a good time, though. Uh, their guitar player, who also was in uh, Power Man 5000, wow, said weird. it was in his top two favorite sets of all time. Damn. Did you guys count the amount of stage dives that happened at that? We had to have set a world record. <laughs> the weirdest thing is we got to meet Andrew for like five seconds after the show. He like came out for like a photo thing. And all he said was, support the troops. And then he walked back into a room. Oh. <laughs> Dude, last year when I saw Andrew W.K., I was confused. I was—I didn't think it was actually him. I thought it was just somebody stunt else. stunt double? Because he didn't face the crowd. He, like, sang with his back to the crowd the whole time and then never came out. When you rock that hard <laughs> and you were that serious He's about partying, rocking man. that hard and partying that hard, nobody else can get in your way. He was, he was pretty Zen committed moment. to his keyboard. He was in and, that keyboard, man. And I respect that. And uh, I think he did the right thing because he probably would have gotten taken out by a stage diver or something like that. Oh, yeah. That would have been pretty gnarly. Ooh. Oh, you're the guy that took out Andrew W.K. Good job, guy. You killed the party. Anyway, back to the, the jams. Yeah, we got a band called Colt Leader. These guys are playing Rainfest, right? Correct. Sweet. Uh, what day? I wish I knew. <laughs> uh, there's a band uh, from it's Salt Lake <clears throat> called Gaza. If you knew those guys, these are a lot of the same members. Yeah, this is basically the entire band Gaza with a different singer. Cool. And they're on Deathwish Records now. Uh, let's play a few more Rainfest bands before we kick Skiff and the crew out of here. It's Metal Shop on the Rock.
Dude, Code Orange. These guys are going to be playing Rainfest as well. They're also playing a Rockstar Energy Mayhem Festival. Isn't that wild? That's wild. Yeah, dude. They're going to be playing with Judge one month, and then the next month they'll be playing with King Diamond and Slayer. Good for them. I mean, it's uh, it's kind of bizarre to witness, but good for them. Yeah. So, uh, of course, Rainfest going on next weekend at Numos. Three days of the mosh. And we're in here with Brian Skiffington. One of the you're you were responsible for this. We're going to say, yes, you're sure. responsible for this. Since nobody else showed up, yes, I'm 100% responsible for <laughs> this. Are you guys responsible for bringing in, like, hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of tax revenue into the city? Like, they need to start funding Rainfest as, like, a city project. And That'd be wonderful. If you sell 
pizza by the slice, <laughs> we pay for three months' rent in three days. Touche. Touche. And you guys have a lot of really good bands. Uh, go over to the Metal Shop Facebook and see the entire lineup of Rainfest Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, this Memorial Day weekend. As we said, the hipsters are gone and we get the hill back, finally. One weekend a year. Sounds and, good to me. And uh, it's kind of a non-traditional version of Cotton Amash tonight since we've got Brian Skiffington here. Let's take a quick break and come back with a few more uh, Rainfest bands before we're done. We now return to Metal Shop on The Rock. 99.9 KISW. In the studio now, we have Brian Skiffington, one of the three dudes that runs Rainfest, an awesome Ooh. festival going on in Numo's next weekend. And uh, we're hanging out with him, playing some bands that are going to be uh, showcased there. Yeah, I mean, uh, we support Rainfest for the same reasons we support Hail Santa and any of the other heavy metal annual things that happen in the Northwest. Uh, this is important because it allows people to have exposure to things that they normally wouldn't be exposed to. Especially you metalheads out there that are like, I hate punk, I hate hardcore, I hate all this stuff. It's all the same family, man. So get involved in something that you might not have known about and you might find something that you like. Yeah. Who'd have thought? We got uh, new experiences. There's a local band that's going to be uh, on the festival called Eris. These guys, uh, pretty slow actually for Rainfest, kind of uh, doomy plodding music. So I hope it fits in, right? Oh, it's going to be great. Yeah, how do you guys go about picking the local bands that you have for Rainfest? Honestly, the biggest struggle of Rainfest is picking the local bands. We have about 13 or 14 uh, spots that we can give to local bands, and we have a list of about 80 bands every year. Wow. Damn. Uh, so really, the criteria is kind of just made up, but the reality is <laughs> it's, it's kind of like, like who went on tour, who put out a record, who did something, who's never gotten to play before. A lot of times, you know, like, the big local bands or whatever, they play every year, but it's like, hey, man, like... What did you do? Well, yeah, you what play did you every do this year. year. What did you yeah. do? Like, uh, what push made you yourself. Worth it? You know, when 16-year-old kids are going on, like, a 50-date tour and putting out a record, it's time for them to play Rainfest. So we, we do our best to uh, honor yeah. and respect that. Hell yeah. It's the way it should be, man. Glad to hear that. So, uh, speaking of which, Eris, a band that's put in a lot of time, man. These guys have done a lot of work in the Northwest yes. over 10, uh, 15, 20, 30 years. Sure. And, you know, going back to what I just said, it's so hard to get bands on this fest. Uh, we just don't have the room for it. But Eris is a band we've tried to put on before, and we finally got to do it. And I know Pettybone, the singer, loves Judge, and it's a big deal for him, and it's a big deal for us. So I'm really glad they got to play this year. That's, That's killer. Like to hear. Let's play some Eris, man. These guys are playing uh, also this Wednesday, if you if you don't want to wait, this Wednesday at the Sunset Tavern uh, with Witch Ripper, who we also had in last week. So here's Eris and another awesome local band. This is Metal Shop, 99.9 KISW.
an awesome local band here on 99.9 KSW Metal Shop. Those guys are going to be playing Rainfest next weekend at Numos, three days, the 22nd through the 24th, Memorial Day weekend. It's going to be killer. Yeah, yeah, take the weekend off. Get an injury. Give yourself a memory. Hope you have medical insurance. Uh, it's, a, it's about that time on Metal Shop. We should probably maybe slow things down just a little bit. And as we enter the Metal Shop Brutal Poetry Lounge, this week, our guest, Mr. Brian Skiffington from Rainfest, is going to be reciting a passage from the song Redemption of the Innocent by All Out War from their 1998 record For Those Who Were Crucified. Brian, take it away. Victims of damnation... Drowning in the lies Fallen angels of torment Father cease the cries In our time we've slaughtered the innocent Raped the world in our discontent God's creation in disarray By the father we have betrayed Need proof? Just look to our past Strangle life amidst our grasp Strangle Self-destruction We're lost to see Take and take for all our needs In a time of innocence We have poisoned the earth Destroyed the innocent, disgraced our birth. Revenge upon us by the Father's hand. Witness to apocalypse and the downfall of man. All out war, redemption for the innocent, and the seekers of peace. peace. Ignorance, tomb of the masses, reaping the piles inside, reeking to divine intervention by the Father's hand. Skies are burning as blood flows, lost in torment. Our lost souls. Creation is in flames. Man's existence is to blame. Thank you very much, Brian Skiffington. A wonderful rendition of All Out War. Redemption for the Innocent. It's Metal Shop. Go to Rainfest! Open my eyes to these visions and deafen my ears to the screams. For I have seen legions of God's army fall. And heard the dying cries of ten thousand angels. Guide my hand, Lord. For what I see is the coming end of the kingdom of heaven.
This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.